welcome back to the 1313 podcast in a very, very exciting episode of Have a Chat. Today we are joined by none other than Mark Thompson. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so my name is Mark Thompson. I'm an actor. I'm a voice actor. And I get to narrate a bunch of the Star Wars audiobooks. And it's like a dream come true for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So personally, um, I have listened to the entire Thrawn Ascendancy and the trilogy. And I'm just moving into Air of the Empire. I've done all of it through audio. Oh, so cool. this is kind of like a, this is like really yes. cool for me. Because it's like, I've listened to your voice for about over like a hundred hours. So um, (laughs) definitely my favorite. Ron has become my favorite uh, characters of all time. Definitely my favorite book series of all time. Uh, I have my collector's edition of uh, Ron Ascendancy. Yeah. I'm currently reading Greater Good. I'm in the middle of it. I just had to start it. Very nice. And the show hasn't finished it yet. And then there's me. I'm kind of lagging behind, but I I think I was the first <laughs> out of the three of us to read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You read Thrawn first, and you put me on it, and then I was like, okay. I just blasted through the entirety of it. It was That's I really love cool. those books so much. Yeah, um, they're they're amazing. I guess. Like, uh, okay. I guess uh, we'll just move into the first question. So, how long have you been a Star Wars fan? I mean, really, my whole life, like, I, I can't, I, I, I was born in 75, so I, like, some of my earliest memories are playing with Star Wars action figures, or watching them on VHS, or on TNT, or TBS, or whatever it was, and, you know, so, like, I, it's, it's, it's just kind of always been a part of my life, so I just, I, I, I can't think of, like, a time when I became a Star Wars fan, it was just, I, I felt like some of my earliest memories are, you know, Star Wars and and it's just stuck with me and I, I've just loved it basically my whole life. Okay. That's awesome. I know it's kind of the same thing for us. I mean, yeah. we were just kind of, I, I also, I can't think of a time when I was becoming a Star Wars fan. I've definitely had phases where I've been more interested in it and then less interested in it because something else took the forefront. But I think that it was Star Wars was always there. So I mean, how was it experiencing it in theaters as a kid? Like, I mean, the original trilogy. Oh man, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like, I I didn't see the first one in theaters, but I remember seeing Empire as a little kid, and I remember like Luke crash landing on Dagobah, and he's like, "R two, R two, where are you?" And I screamed out, "He's in the water!" <laughs> and like everyone's like, "Ha ha ha!" So. <laughs> Um, but I was like, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I love Empire still my favorite movie and, and just, and when the special editions came out that then I got to kind of experience like, you know, waiting in line and kind of geeking out with everybody about it and, you know, playing trivia questions while you're waiting in line. And so, uh, I, I, I've loved all that stuff. Nice. I feel like for us, we were just born a little bit too late to experience a lot of them in theaters. I know Jacob mm. and I were at a decently conscious age when um, Revenge of the Sith came out that we could like understand it. It was on the screen. We were decently oh, conscious, wow. but not like full. You know what I mean? Because we were 2000. <laughs> I'm 2001 and he's 2002. And, but... and Revenge of the Sith came out in 203. So oh, no, I, never mind. I wasn't following. <laughs> 
Yes. But the first Star Wars movie that we got to see in the theaters was with our parents, and that was The Force Awakens. When they no wait, no. actually, it was the Phantom Menace remastered. No, it was the Clone Wars. It no, you're Wars right. It was movie. the Clone Wars. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Gosh dang. Yeah, oh, that's we, awesome. We had that experience. And that led us into the Clone Wars. And yes. then we got really excited when they did that like special edition re-release of Phantom Menace in theaters. We were like, oh my gosh, we're going to get to watch all these movies in theaters again. Nope. And then Disney bought it and we never did anything with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but something my... that was cool was um, we had, uh, right when COVID was coming to an end and theaters were opening back up, our local theater decided that they were going to play classic movies before they played anything new. Uh-huh. And they opened up by playing Empire Strikes Back. And Empire oh. is now one of my favorite movies just because it in theaters had such a different impact than just watching yeah. it on a TV or on a phone. Yeah, it, yeah, was yeah. Like, it was fantastic. Oh, that's so awesome. My, my family gives me a hard time because my son was born in uh, 05, which I think was uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, I hope. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so like he was he was due like basically the day it was coming out. So I was like, Oh, you know, I, I, I was obviously committed to being there when he was born, but he ended up being born like the day before at like three in the morning or something like that. And I was like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I was like, you know, everybody's going to be sleeping at that point. There's nothing else I can do. So uh, I, I, I went to the theater and like, I stood up in the theater. I was like, I just became a father, and the whole theater was like, ah! <laughs> "This is really cool." <laughs> I watched episode three, so it was it was awesome. That's awesome. That's, That's so sweet. So <laughs> funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like with with the movies, it's it's been such a special experience, and and I think seeing we got to see Rogue One in IMAX yes. when that before Andor, and that was a special experience because that was the first time that. I got to experience a movie with these guys aside from the rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. And it was nice because Rogue one is all like in our favorites uh, for all three of us. So I think that That's that awesome. movie was super fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you've done, you've done more work outside of Star Wars. You've done some TMNT work. You've some done some work with Yu-Gi-Oh out yeah. of everything, even with the audiobooks and all that stuff. What do you think is your favorite projects that you've worked on? Well, I mean, this will be a boring, predictable answer, but like I like of all the things I'm a fan of and I'm I'm fan of a lot of different things. And and I was was and am a fan of Ninja Turtles and I grew up on Star Trek and I love all the Marvel stuff and superheroes and the DC stuff. But like Star Wars was like super formative for me, like it was like kind of really deep for me. So like the fact that I get to do the star Wars audiobooks is a, is, is my, is my all time favorite thing. Like that, that I, that I've gotten to do. It's, it's the thing I'm most proud of on my resume. And it's the thing that I, I, I just, I, 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 I'm super grateful for. And then all the other stuff is amazing too. Like Ninja Turtles was like, I got to do Casey Jones on Ninja Turtles in uh, 2003. And that was like my first ever time that I got to work on a, show that i grew up watching like Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon were super fun and, and are super fun um but i i didn't have the nostalgia connected to them that i did with like ninja turtles um so that was that was a really big deal for me when i got that and then re- somewhat recently i got to do uh megatron on transformers cyberverse so that was another big deal because i was a big okay. transformers uh fan so you know 
So all 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 the stuff is I I'm ridiculously lucky and and have gotten to do some really really cool stuff. But my my favorite is the Star Wars stuff. Okay, I think that my favorite thing about people that work with Star Wars is like hearing about how much of a fan they are. I've heard from other people that have had you on their podcasts um, that you know they'll see you at a convention, you're dressed up in Jedi robes, yeah, with people, and like for us, that's that's always super cool to see the passion that the people that are in projects have for the projects too. But with that being said, I I also like think it's awesome that you've done stuff like transformers and ninja yeah. turtles and stuff because for me right and even Yu-Gi-Oh! like growing up like that was the stuff i watched on tv mm -hmm. when there was no new star wars coming out so right for me yeah. like that's that's even cooler you know i didn't know that um on that that stuff on your resume until recently oh, cool. um because all i knew was was that you were thrawn and so yeah, I yeah. it's awesome that <laughs> part of these other franchises too mm -hmm. yeah no it's really cool i, I feel really really lucky Mm -hmm. Out of all the audiobooks, all the Star Wars audiobooks you've done, which is your favorite? Oh, it's too hard of a question. They're all my babies. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, I like, I like, I really do like all of them for different reasons. Like, um, I, I'm a big fan of Dark Disciple. I felt like that was an amazing story and kind of like a really emotional story and uh kind of caught me off guard about making me like Asajj Ventress. <laughs> it's like wow. So Christy Golden did a great job with that. I, I love the High Republic stuff I'm doing now, like at like Light of the Jedi and just all the world building of of kind of the Jedi in in the the Camelot golden era. I'm really loving a lot and I I I feel you know really excited about those stories. Um I I got to do the novelization for The Force Awakens and we recorded it before the movie came out. So that one was one of my favorites mm. in terms of just kind of life experience because it was this thing where I knew what was going to happen months before everybody else and I had to keep it a secret. And when I recorded it, they had to like <laughs> lock me in a room and and I, I, I couldn't be connected to the internet. And it was all these like, you know, cloak and dagger, like super high, you know, security stuff. And so, you know, I, I, there's, there's different ones that are favorites for different reasons and, and all the, all the different stuff, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, that is definitely, I mean, that's really cool as well. Just because even just like thinking about it and nerding out about the fact that like you can know something about Star Wars before like anybody else as well. Yeah. That's something that we've, you know, always like thought of would be like an amazing thing to know, but I feel yeah. like we would have a hard time keeping that under wraps. We had it, we had an inkling of that. Um, we had, I'm not sure if you know know him, but there's this guy, yeah. uh, Michael from Rex and Around. Um, okay. we had him on the show not too long ago, and he was in uh -huh. Kenobi and uh, oh. a little bit before the show came out and just like showed yes. us like he had a shirt that said Kenobi cast, and he was like, Okay, bye. And we were like, Oh what? wow, like, that's awesome. That's I was so awkward. I was like, how do how do I not so, say like how do I not say that? We had we had no clue like what his involvement was or like what was happening. Right. He just showed it and was like, Okay, bye. It might, he could have bought it on Etsy and could have been pranking us. We right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> No. I, it was it was funny with Force Awakens with the novelization. Like uh, the director called me and was like, "All right, I'm gonna ask you something, but if I if 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 you say yes to this, I I have to know that you're gonna be okay 
with you know the movie being spoiled basically <laughs> so and i and i had to and he say so he's, he's like i want you to think about it before you say yes and i i had a moment where i was like do i want to do this because i've been waiting you know years for a new star wars movie and it is going to ruin that opening night experience of like being in the theater and and like i i want to experience it with everybody else and at one point i i was asking my wife i was like i don't know like should i do it because like what it, it's you know it's going to spoil the movie and and i'm not sure if i should and, and she kind of looked at me and was like are you crazy like why would you not do it like you know i was like oh yeah you're right i should do it <laughs> she was like she was like if, if you got cast in the movie would you turn it down or would you be a part in the movie it's like oh yeah no i would do it and she's like yeah so do it and i was like okay yeah that is a fair point as well yeah <laughs> so another thing that we had to ask was what types of characters would you say is the most difficult for you to maybe like voice or get an idea of how to do um like the so I, I'd say that most difficult ones to voice are like any type of you know alien creature um, because they can they can be a bit straining on the vocal cords so and like if they have a lot of dialogue or if they talk for or if they're in a lot of scenes that can be really really tricky and, and kind of challenging um, but in terms of like coming up with the idea a lot of times it's it's the human characters that it's harder for me to come up with an idea for because uh I, I i need to find ways to make them sound different from each other um and then true to kind of the spirit of their character um but i i but like coming up like coming up with something that i feel like they're gonna be different enough and interesting and engaging enough uh it can sometimes feel like a big challenge for me so like because like the alien stuff i'll see like some art or, or I'll know like, uh, you know, Oh, this, Oh, this, this is the same species that was in the cantina. And, Oh, I like the way the mask looks there. And that's making me think of ideas. Like a lot of times that gives me a lot more fuel of like what I should do, but the human ones, okay. sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm starting from scratch a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm not sure what I should do here. And mm -hmm. I end up having like three or four different ideas that I have to try out and test out before I can settle on one. Okay. What's your process when it comes to voicing a character that's already established? So, Ooh. like, with um, the original Thrawn book the, of the canon stuff, you have Arenda Price in it, and I'd say that your voice matching with Arenda Price in the book and then in Rebels is, like, spot on. It's like, whoa, it's super good. Oh, but thanks. then it's like you had Anakin in Alliance, and you had your own twist on Anakin's voice that was different from Hayden in, like, Man Lantern. So I just, yeah, yeah. what's like your process of kind of either making it a new voice or kind of sticking to one that's like preconceived? Well, for the, for the ones that have been established before, I do try to get as close as I can. Like I, and I try to like listen to references and, um, and try to do it. And so sometimes it's, it's a matter of like ability or, you know, <laughs> like, like I do feel like Anakin uh, is one of those voices where, it's to my ear, there's not as much to latch on to. There's not like a super distinct accent. There's, there's kind of this, you know, young 20 something tone and like, you know, um, and, and so like, so sometimes it's like, just I, I, like, sometimes I just can't get as close as I would like to get to the original. But for the most, most part, I try as hard as I can to 
get as close to the original. And I know there's different schools of thought on that. I, I think some sometimes actors do want to just put their own spin on it. But for me, it's like I feel like it would take the listener out of the story if I if I'm doing something really drastically different than what's been set before, because we all know these characters so well uh, that, you know, in, in the movie, in your mind, you, you kind of know how they should sound. So in, in my opinion, in my approach, I'm, I'm trying to get as close to the original as possible. And sometimes I'm more successful than others. And, you know, it's it's uh, and, and then sometimes it's also trying to, um, you know, sometimes I might have to make a character slightly different so that they'll sound different from other characters that are appearing in the book. Um, Cause sometimes like if two different actors are playing a role in a, in a, in a show, like in a cartoon or a movie, there's enough subtlety in there in the actor's voices that you'll be able to tell a difference. But if it's the same actor trying to do these two guys that are roughly the same age, roughly, the, you know, from regionally the same areas, it can, it can be hard to distinguish those in the audiobook. So sometimes I might have to heighten something or, or, or pull something back in order to really make them distinct. Okay. Yeah. Um, with your Anakin voice, um, I've listened to, you know, parts of that and it honestly, a lot of your cadence with that one reminds me a lot of the Anakin from the 2003 Clone Wars micro series. Um, oh, nice. And, and it's funny too, because Anakin through so many drastic versions of the yeah. voice you have, Hayden Christensen, you have Matt Lanter, you have, um, I get the gentleman's name who voices him in the 2003 series, but you know, you have all these very different takes on Anakin. And when I listen to yours, it, it still feels very Anakin yes. because it reminds me so much of that 2003 um, oh, micro series cool. with the cadence of the voice. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Cause I don't, I don't so, know if I was deliberately doing that, but I, I, I was a big fan of the 2003 micro series. So I wonder if he's just really imprinted on me. <laughs> so Ah, it's kind of hiding. Yeah, smart idea. So when it comes to like actually recording these voices, so like there's like parts of dialogue where it's like Anakin talking to Padme, or it's Thrawn talking to uh, Admiral Arlani. Is this like a Rick and Morty thing where you just sit there in the booth and go blah 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 and switch back and forth between the voice, or are you doing separate takes for absolutely every single line? It's the Rick and Morty thing. It's like you're 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 talking yourself. <laughs> Yeah, like I'd I'd that actually awesome. yeah, like oh. as a performer, sorry. As a performer, I would rather it be let's do all of Anakin's lines, now let's do all of Obi-Wan's lines because then I could lock into the voice more, but it would be an editing nightmare and then sometimes you lose the thread of the conversation uh if you're if you're doing it that way. So there's there's pro, there's pros and cons to either way you do it, but but we definitely like start at the beginning and and read straight through and i make tons of mistakes in the middle and and the editors chop and scrunch and squeeze and and, and make it sound much better than it would if you were just listening to me try to get through it okay that's insane about how long does it take you to get through like a like a book do you do it like in a couple sessions like within a week does this take like months no it's about a week um it's usually like monday through friday like 10 in the morning till like six at night um and they you know they let you out for food and bathroom but otherwise it's like read you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's crazy uh oh do we freeze do we freeze
Okay. Hey, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. We said that we were going to freeze like once or twice. Yeah, For yeah, some yeah. reason, it always happens, and I don't know why. Okay. Okay. So uh, I guess our next question would be, um, have you ever been to Galaxy's Edge? Yes. I just went this uh, summer, and it was amazing. Oh, it was my first time, and I was blown away. I was uh, driving my family crazy because I, I had read up and studied everything. So I was like, you know, you know, asking uh, – you know, all, all the, the kind of catchphrases and I was doing all the little data pad scanning things and, mm-hmm. you know, getting my blue milk and, and it, it was, it was awesome. I was like saying bright suns to everyone and like, Oh, rising moon, <laughs> you know? Like, so uh, it, it was, it was amazing. I, 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 I would love to live there. I would love to like, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, either, either work there or, or kind of, you know, just go every day and get an annual pass or something, but it was, it was awesome. That's sweet. See, I know before the show had started recording as well, you were talking about our collection room and stuff. And so actually part of the reason that got started was that uh, Jacob and I were supposed to go to Disney to like perform with our high school and sing. And we were Ah. also going to go to Galaxy's Edge. So we got like the reservations for the lightsaber and like for everything there. And then COVID hit and then we couldn't Ah. go. So then in not going our dad ended up uh, helping us get uh, a few of the galaxy's edge, like lightsabers to be like, Hey, like you guys can go. Now we have these. And then it just blew up. It's sprouting. Like, let's get all the lightsabers. And then we're like, (laughs) all these collection (laughs) figures are kind of cool. Let's just get a couple of the ones that we like. And now we have all of them. So (laughs) what, what Uh, is that Thrawn? Like who made, is that, is that black series? Oh, it's black series. Yeah. Black series by Hasbro. We took, that's awesome. Uh, the Empire of the Sun, so I snagged it off that and put it on this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't, re- yeah, that's awesome. Mm. But, um, I, uh, I, I guess it's kind of cool. I'm gonna, yeah, so I guess fun. it's kind of cool. Uh, it's got to be cool for you. Like, I mean, you've had a character who's been to Batu and now yes. you have to be now you've been there like physically. Like, how is that yeah. like feeling, you know? Yeah, it was awesome. Like, I, I, uh, I also had planned a trip uh in 2020 and uh and and also couldn't go because of covid so it wasn't you know we put it off until 2022 and and so but yeah i i I remember when he went there and and uh the cafe he goes into and i was trying to find the blast remarks that maybe you know were there and (laughs) uh in in the bar or whatever and uh uh so it was it, it was pretty it was pretty great like i i remember and then i i I actually got to go. I went on the Halcyon as well, like uh, the the Galactic Star Cruiser thing, and I yeah. just narrated uh, the book that ties into that one. So I there was all these like behind the scenes things I knew about that as well. So it was like it was super fun to like know some of the backstory to some of the props that are hanging on the wall and be like, oh, that was what they talked about in the thing, and you know. So it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is pretty. Sweet. Did you get recognized at all? Like while you were there, like. There was one, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was one guy who, like, I I was wearing kind of a a Jedi outfit thing on Batu, and this guy came up to me and he was like looking at me, and I thought he was like into my Star Wars costume, and then and I thought he was just (laughs) had a cool lightsaber or whatever, and he's like, "Are you Mark Thompson?" I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, hi." (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but for the most part, it's like. not really. Like, like if I'm at Star Wars Celebration, I tend to get recognized a lot. 
Um, but outside of Star Wars fandom, it's like one of the, I guess, perks of voiceover is like most people don't know what you look like. So, you know, it's like if if I if if I as I'm talking to someone and they ask me what I do, then if it comes up that way, then people will know some of the things I've done. But but for the most part, I don't get recognized except at Star Wars Celebration. And then I get recognized uh, quite a bit, um, which is it's fun because everybody's Star Wars fans and we're all just geeking out about everything. So <laughs> awesome. that is pretty nice. sick. That is pretty nice. So here's kind of a left ball question. It's one that was planned as well and that was approved. Now, <laughs> would you consider a hot dog to be a sandwich or not? <laughs> this got approved? <laughs> it, it got approved. We were just wow. as bad as you were. <laughs> like, that would be funny if that got approved too. I know. I mean, oh man, it's hard, right? Because it is bread and meat. And like, I think if the Earl of Sandwich had it, he would probably say, yes, this is what I'm talking about. But it does seem like its own category. I feel like my gut is saying it's not a sandwich. Is that controversial? Interesting. Well, I'm no. Sure. So like where yeah. I come from is honestly, I think that a hot dog is more closely related to a taco than it is to a sandwich. Because if you think about it, <laughs> a sandwich has two separate parts of bread, okay? okay. You have two pieces of bread. A hot dog roll is one, one piece of bread. Yep. And with a taco, you have the hard shell that you put all your stuff in. And with a hot dog, you have the red shell that you put all your stuff in. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, but, but listen to this. Go to Subway. When you go to Subway, it's what that piece of bread has a hinge too. Oh, that, that is still a Subway still sub. Theory sub. destroyed. <laughs> so that means I, I Subway think is Taco is Bell. So, it's been under our noses this whole time. He's Mark cracking us all the riddle. <laughs> 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 uh, I still can't believe that they approved that. They, they like not approve like Star Wars related ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So we saw in the recent season of The Mandalorian, Soka name dropped Thrawn, and we know the Ahsoka is coming out, and Thrawn is going to be in this. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. How are you feeling about this? Like, because my hype's up here. It's through the roof. Oh, yeah. No, I, like, as soon as she said, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn, I was screaming on my couch. My family was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> I was like, ah! And it's like, it's two things. It's like, one, to see Thrawn in live action is going to be so epic and so amazing. And I can't wait to see that. But then two... Wherever Thrawn is, that means we're probably going to see Ezra. And I'm like super, like, I'm a huge yep. Star Wars Rebels fan. So, like, the, the the chance to see Ezra in live action, which I don't know if you guys saw the the footage for Masoka, but it's it's looking more and more likely that that might happen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, yeah. I'm freaking out. Like, I, yeah, you yeah. know, like, it's probably, mm-hmm. like, of, of the stuff that has yet to be released, Ahsoka is the thing I'm most excited for right now. So, I... I I really can't wait to see Thrawn and and hopefully Ezra as well. Mm-hmm. I had like a similar reaction to yeah, that name. I was about to call you out because um we watched the episodes at three in the morning when they came out Eastern time. Oh uh, my gosh! So we, we, we would wake up just to watch yes. them like, like before school. So it was me, my dad, and my brother, and my mom was asleep upstairs. <laughs> so they name dropped Thrawn, and I can't be loud. So I stand up and I'm like. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> silently uh, screaming, jumping yeah. up and down. Like I, that still has to be hands down my most hype moment in Star Wars when I was like, uh, "Yes, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I, it, it was so, so well done." Excited. I think what sealed the deal for me on like being a Thrawn fan was the fact that I got just as excited about that name drop as I did to seeing Luke Skywalker in the finale of the show. My excitement was at the same level. And that was just wow. at the, at the sound of the man's name. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, had yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like tears in my eyes. Like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got there's like hundred thousand people that watch the same thing. Went, who's that? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's like amazing. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's crazy because like I, if uh, for fans of the book and fans of the rebels, like that's gonna be so epic and just you know, I, I, I think I, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't know who he is, but I feel like. You know, he, he's such a huge part of Star Wars history, just even for the revitalization of Star Wars. And just because, you know, before anything, after Return of the Jedi, there was nothing. And then Air the Empire came out and that just started all of this other stuff um, that we're enjoying now. Is It's it's really because of Timothy Zahn and, and those books. And so it's it's a, it's a huge part of Star Wars history. So it's, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a part of Star Wars history that a lot of people overlook, too, because a lot of it was just books. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you had action figures that came out later on in the 90s, but a lot of it was just these chapter books that came out. Uh, so for a lot of people that are getting into Star Wars now, where they have all these TV series and stuff, I think that sometimes um, we can be a little bit um, spoiled. What's, spoiled is yes. a good word. You know, when we say, oh, I didn't like this little thing. I didn't like this little right. thing. And I'm always here like, well, you know, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there was no new Star Wars. Like yep. It was just books that came out every <laughs> once in a blue moon. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that we didn't have StarWars.com and all this other crazy yeah. stuff we have now. So that's kind of my rebuttal to people that kind of, I guess, in my opinion, nitpick a lot of new Star Wars stuff. Is I just yeah. kind of like, hey, we're in the golden age right now. We're getting we new stuff all the time. And I like new stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Outside of books that you've worked on, uh, like through Star Wars, what would you say is your favorite Star Wars book? Oh, outside the ones I've worked on? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I haven't read too many that I haven't worked on. Um, just because I they, they keep me pretty busy and I'm kind of a slow reader. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't I, uh, I don't. Uh, I haven't done a lot of them just for fun. Like I, I, I listened to the Tarkin book uh, just cause I was curious and, and I, I liked that one a lot. Um, but I, and I, I have yet to, but I plan on listening to what was the new one that came out with Luke and Lando when they look for Ochi shadow of the Sith shadow of the Sith. I'm going li- to, I'm going to listen to that one. Um, That's on my list too. Yeah, but I but I haven't actually um, checked out a bunch of the ones um, mm-hmm. that I haven't done. If I were to give you a recommendation, I just uh, last month I went through and I listened to the Ooh. Death Troopers book and then the ah. prequel, the uh, Red Harvest book because it was Spooky Month, and I was like, oh, these are like the Star Wars horror books, and I was like, yeah. expecting to be like a little spooky, and they were gruesome. 
So oh, like, wow. I, it was like, it was because people always ask for a rated R Star Wars and things like that. Yeah. And my whole thing is now if you want rated R Star Wars, read those books. They okay. are like, they are grotesque and they are awesome. Oh, wow. So it's like, if you're into like any, anything sort of horror or like a new kind of depth of Star Wars that you've never seen before, yeah. read those books. It's so oh, cool. okay. I'll check it out. I did. I did check out Phasma, and I thought Phasma was really good. Okay. Yeah, that's one I have yet to read. I used to be so on top of the reading the books, and I just mm-hmm. my life has just gotten so busy in this past year and a half. I need to just start doing what Jacob does and just listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. because a yeah. lot of stuff that I do throughout my day, so like listen, I can, I can listen to like him. I don't have to sit down and be reading the book. I can like right. listen to it as I'm doing something else. Um, but I used to read. I did. I read. Resistance Reborn, right before oh, yeah. Rise of Skywalker came out. I read the first two Thrawn books of the new yeah. the new series. I have yet to through Treason. Um, and I've read Master and Apprentice was pretty good. And oh, I also cool. have the Light of the Jedi book that I need to read as well. Yeah, but, I'm stuck on yeah. that one too. I'm like yeah. three-fourths of the way through. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so I guess another question we have for you is how did you get into voice acting? Was it a passion that you had your whole life or was it something that just kind of like you kind of got into as you got older? I kind of fell into it. Like I do, I do remember seeing like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Aladdin and just being blown away by Robin Williams and just all the different voices he would do. And, and they, they, I remember in Mrs. Doubtfire, they showed the scene where he's doing all the different characters. And I was like, oh, weird. Like, that was the first time that I kind of connected that, oh, that's right. Like, somebody does that. And that's that's what that might look like. And and then I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff for Aladdin. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. So I, I that may have planted a seed in me. But I, I set out to just be an actor in general. Um, and I kind of always grab it. I had some really amazing... My mom was like super supportive and would like, as soon as she kind of saw that I was interested in performing, she went way out of her way to get me signed up for improv classes and theater classes and singing lessons and all that stuff. Um, and I had some great uh, teachers and and uh, directors in, in high school that also kind of supported me and, and put a lot of like effort into the school productions and stuff like Mrs. Hofstetter and Miss Ham and Mr. Frost and all those guys and, and Mr. Putnam. And they, they kind of really created this environment where I, I had all these opportunities to kind of experiment with all that stuff. And, and I fell in love. So then I, I studied acting and then voiceover, like my sophomore year, there was a, uh, a, a posting on a cork board this is before the internet so in my day there was pieces of paper and uh they (laughs) they they just kind of wrote this thing on there and it was like if you want to be in this cartoon call this phone number and leave 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 a voice message on this answering machine so i literally just called some number and made a goofy voice and left it on an answering machine and then that got me a call back and and kind of i i started getting stuff i did this my first ever job was this show called Daria. It was on MTV in the nineties and it was a, a spinoff of a show called Beavis and Butthead. And like, um, Oh, (laughs) yeah. So I was like the football player and a couple of teachers on that show. And, um, and that was my first ever paid acting thing and first voiceover thing. And, and then it just kind of became, uh, 
a niche for me where I was able to find work and I, I, I'd done a film and I'd done some plays, but, but voiceover really is where I found most of my work. So, and, and, and I really love it. Like I get to do a bunch of different characters and a lot of crazy stuff and, but it kind of all started there. That's cool. awesome. I, um, I actually just today, cause voice work is one of those things that I've, I, I've always loved the idea of doing it. Um, but I never know how to get into it. So I actually, today I went and I went to a meeting for like the school radio and stuff. Oh. Um, because I was like, Oh, that's something to do voice work for. It's like the podcast is already kind of that, but like doing video would be like a little bit more extreme version of that. And I was talking to them and they always be like what you usually hear on the radio, like the, like the pop music nowadays but like my bread and butter is like 80s metal 2000s metal and like uh, yeah so my family I would, would like, love you <laughs> that's awesome i was like hey um would it be cool if i once i actually started doing stuff on air if i could do like a metal show and they were like yeah that'd be that'd be cool so that might be something i'm doing in the future oh that's um, great i so that that'll be that'll be something i don't I know it's a club work at first, but I know that there are paid positions through it. So I might be able to do something like that, but yeah, no, voice work is one of those things that's like, I've always loved, not just because of like the clone wars, but because of like animations on YouTube growing up and like Lego animations and different sorts of film. I'm actually, yeah. I'm going to the same school that Dave Filoni went to uh, for college. Oh, no way. Uh, Edinburgh oh. And the whole reason why I'm there is because Dave was there. Ah, so um, that's awesome. I'm like, if he can do it, then so can I. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the so end cool. goal. I want to make Star Wars. That's the end goal. But, oh, um, dude, that's no. awesome. Yeah. What that's, is your um, shirt? Dave, is it like Mandalorian or something? Or yeah, it's uh, it's the Mandalorian, and it's just Mando walking on like stormtrooper skulls and things oh, like that. Oh, that's great. There's actually. There's this guy on TikTok. He like has like his own like little t-shirt company called Bad Racket. Okay. And um, I found this like on TikTok actually. And I was like, ah, this no is way. super cool. Yeah, yeah. Then he makes the artwork himself and prints it all by himself. So wow. shout out to Glad Racket. No. Glad Racket. My wife and kids are yeah. super into metal. Um, <laughs> and so they, they would probably really get along with you. <laughs> Any bands in particular? They love Gojira, uh, Lorna Shore. Ooh um <laughs> uh nice. yeah slipknot uh all that type of stuff nice, nice. Yeah. i was i was expecting like lighter bands like maybe like skillet or like uh -huh. something like that because usually people are like i like metal and i'm like oh what type of metal they're like kiss <laughs> oh yeah i was like oh lord yeah heavy no yeah oh my bad pardon <laughs> oh no but i saw like a whole t-shirt like jacob's like fought and whatnot but it's just supposed to be like grotesque imagery that you can't understand and then under it says yes i listen to lorna shore <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um, yeah, is oh, that's awesome. um yeah with the uh with the edinburgh university it's where dave filoni went to school it's where jacob goes mm -hmm. um that was he actually dave will come up and play the alumni game because he used to be on the hockey team. He was the goalie for their no. hockey team in college. So cool. every now and again, he'll come up um, and he did a presentation maybe mm, going on almost 10 years ago, I want to say now. And my father actually got the chance to meet him and talk to him. Um, oh. And he, I remember when he went, he was like, 
you get one question. Like I'll ask him one question for you. And I was like, Oh, will there be a Wookiee Jedi in the clone wars? And ah. this was back when like, it was like season two and three of the clone wars. And my dad was like, he asked him and he's like, you know how, when he does an interview and he goes, Oh yeah, well, and then Gunji was in the oh. show in the later season. So yes. I like to believe, you know, I see, I see Gunji in the bad batch season two trailer. And I like you to believe me. That that's like my little my little love child character. You know, that <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really I have the um the helmet for Trapper Wolf, and I have like his figure, like the Dave Filoni character figure from the Mandalorian. Oh, and I, I keep watching the bulletin for if there's a if there's a hockey alumni game because I will be there with uh, the stuff like Dave. You... <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but, um, you have to. Mm -hmm. So fingers crossed he comes back one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, then another, I guess, fun fact about that is um, so he, one of the arc troopers that he created for the Clone Wars is oh, actually yeah. based off his favorite football team, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so uh, there's um, arc trooper. Yeah. Arc trooper blitz. So in season two of the Clone Wars, I think it is on the Camino battle of Camino arc. There's that white and yellow arc trooper. And he is based off of, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's actually no for the five hundred first, the costuming group. That's the costume that I'm making right now. So I'm oh, that's doing great. an animated. Yeah, so it's kind of cool because it's like I'm a Steelers fan. I love Dave Filoni work, yeah, and yeah. now I get to combine those and make an awesome clone trooper costume. Oh, so yeah, wow, that's so cool. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So. As we're getting towards the end of this interview, we're going to hit you with our lightning round. This is our round where we just go through really easy, basic fire questions. And I think you answered one of them already. So okay. first off, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. 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 I love That's that movie. Yeah, so yeah is Yoda is my favorite. favorite. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. In that case, what is your favorite TV series? Ooh. Um... Mandalorian, but tied with Star Wars. Right yeah, yeah. And the final question usually yeah. is, what's your favorite character? But I'm going to change it. What's your favorite Star Wars book overall, period? Whatever you've worked on, whatever you haven't worked on, what is it? Uh, I'm going to go Light of the Jedi. Oh, man. Yeah. That, was, that was a curveball. I know. <laughs> Why is it Light of the Jedi? Well, so what I love about Star Wars is is the Jedi and is the Force and every all the ways that they talk about the Force. And I loved kind of what um, Charles did in that one in, in terms of, uh, without getting too many spoilers, but like each, each Jedi perceives the Force in a different way and they have different analogies or metaphors that help them understand the force and i thought that was like a really cool concept that i hadn't thought about before you know and, and uh and i i really really liked that a lot i thought that was really cool all right that's awesome i'm like i'm still getting through that book so i'm very excited yeah, yeah. to finish it especially yeah. if it's your favorite so yeah yeah that's nice so uh, real quick, we do this for a lot of our guests more recently. Do you have any questions for us before we before we wrap it up here? Well, why? Uh, like, I know 1313 is one of the the um, levels on Coruscant, right? Is it like, yes. a lower, like a lower level of Coruscant? Like, is there a reason you chose it? Or is it like the... 
Mm-hmm. Why did you choose that for your podcast? So, so there was a game that was supposed to come out just before did actually bought Star Wars called Star Wars 13. It was yes. going to be about a young Boba Fett traversing a shutdown, kind of all heck is breaking loose area of Coruscant. And it was supposed to be like this really cool game. And uh, then it got canceled. And all their yeah. artwork was just laying around. So we were like, okay. <laughs> 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 You're not using it. We'll use it. <laughs> yeah. yep. um, awesome. And then on top of that too, we're all, we're all children of the prequel era and the yes. Clone Wars. And so the idea of having something related to Coruscant and that era, that for That's us, cool. I think is, a, is another piece of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Plus it's catchy. Yeah. No, you know? totally. It's great. It gets people yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So... Jacob, do you want to? Okay, so okay. we have something here in the private chat. Um, oh yes, it would mean it would mean the world to me if, if you could if you could read it in the Thrawn voice. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Greetings. Subscribe to the thirteen thirteen podcast, and if you'd like some absolutely fire merchandise, make sure to check out the Teespring. Linked below, and please use your datapad to follow us on all social media that can be located on the Holonet. Also, be sure to support us on Patreon, if you would be so inclined. May Warrior's Fortune smile upon you. I'm geeking out, bro. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was so cool. That was so cool. So awesome. Oh man. You you must have people ask you to do that voice like everywhere you go. Oh, occasionally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a fun that one. He's that great. Was so cool. I, I owe it to Timothy's on. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know that there was one time, I think you were on Good Morning Alderaan, I think it was, where uh-huh. um, they they had you like talking about like hamburgers or something as Thrawn. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they animated it. <laughs> Some, somebody did. So. Uh, oh, that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's funny. <laughs> All right. But again, thank you so much for being on the show you. today. Yeah, this is really fun. You guys it. are great. Uh, do you have any projects that you want to plug coming up or anything for people to look forward to? Or do you just want to plug some social media? Uh, I'm trying to remember what I'm allowed to say. I definitely have some stuff coming up. <laughs> I'm just nervous that I'm not allowed to say because we're under like strict NDA stuff. I should have found out before I came. I out. I'm sorry. Um, but there, there's definitely stuff coming. No, 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 so you should definitely uh, just, just protect your job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there's some cool stuff coming that's that's really really fun. Cool, awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on. And for all you guys watching, if you haven't already, buy an audio book with this man's voice. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh. Get the Thrawn books, Dark Disciple, Air the Empire, whatever you fancy is. Get it, listen to it. It's absolutely fantastic. You'll have a blast listening to it. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. We so much appreciate it. Um, you big already gave us the outro, so I'm not even going to say it again. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for watching this episode. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, Bye. everyone.